Hello and welcome to Earth 894, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. So this is a bit of a special episode for a few different reasons, and so um, kind of that's why I'm kind of doing a different intro right now. Well, this, if you haven't seen by the title, this is actually the first ever interview episode that we're having on the podcast. We have an excellent guest that you're going to hear from in just a few minutes here, uh, but I just want to preface a couple things before we kind of get into the gear. So. Uh, the first things first is uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a weird schedule right now because if uh, you don't know, Louis is now gracefully uh, a father to a newborn daughter. So him and Hannah and Henry and everyone is kind of taking a little bit of time to just get into the swing of things, kind of getting her into the family, getting settled and all that. So uh, we're having a little bit of an impromptu schedule right now. So hope you guys are still uh, maybe checking out some older episodes and interacting with us with our social media like Instagram, Facebook, and so forth. Instagram is a great place for some cool stuff like our surveys, trivia, and a lot of some stuff you could check out there. However, for tonight's episode, it is the interview with an awesome person that uh, his name is Ricky Mena, and you're going to hear from him in just a few minutes, like I mentioned. However, I did want to say that uh, I was just so incredibly excited to finally set up and uh, actually record with him to have our awesome discussion about his uh, charity work as well as his uh, motivation for what he does and why. And just it's very moving and very motivational and very inspiring. But sometimes we do get a little bit very real with the episode. Nothing that's going to be uh, maybe triggering to any people like that, but more so it's just it's going to be a fun, but also uh, it's going to make you think and just maybe inspire you, maybe do something charitable. You'll see what I mean later on in the episode. But also the main thing I did want to preface is that my episode, uh, like I said, I was very excited and I uh, forgot to change one of my settings. So I actually recorded the entire episode, unfortunately, with my laptop microphone. So my voice is sounding great now, but in a few minutes, it's gonna sound a little bit, you know, lesser quality, but that won't take away from the discussion with uh, Ricky and I throughout the next hour. So hope you guys bear with it. Um, if you guys wanna support Ricky and everything after you've uh, listened to the episode and his uh, charitable um, organization called Heart of a Hero, you can go ahead and check out the show notes, which are in the description or whatever for the actual podcast itself, where you can see his socials, his links and everything like that. So uh, without further ado, I'm gonna toss it over to myself in just a moment. And we're gonna hear from Ricky Mena. And you guys are, I'm not even joking, you're in store for a great, great episode. So I'm excited to have Ricky on in the future again, when we're talking uh, Spider-Man and stuff like that, towards the end, we get a little bit more fun. So uh, without further ado, enjoy. Hello everyone. This is Devin here hosting the Earth 894 podcast. And so we have a very special episode and event for you because this is kind of like our uh, own little history in the making here. I'm fortunate enough to have an incredible first ever guest on the podcast and who better yet than Ricky Mena. He is the CEO and the founder of Heart of a Hero, a nonprofit organization. And if you're a fan of Spider-Man like I am and like many of our listeners and other friends are, then you're in for a treat because we're talking about uh, how it means to be heroic outside of movies and cinema and in everyday life. And so um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest once again, Ricky Mena. How are you What's doing, up? man? I'm doing good, Devin. How you doing, brother? I am doing excellent. Well, like we were talking off air a little bit ahead of time, I am very, very excited, uh, especially to have you as our first guest. We've been kind of seeing you here and there because Louie and I, a little bit of our background, um, Louie actually put on his own charitable, um, I believe it was a 5K, where, you know, some people walked it. I, I walked it. It was downpouring and I got sick <laughs> afterwards earlier yeah. this year. But uh, he actually put this whole thing together for suicide awareness because it's something very important and dear to him. 
And so even I, back in my time, I used to do a lot of type of like charity work and stuff like that. So uh, from both of us as like co-hosts together, we really value like charity. And when we saw what your organization does, especially within like this comic book and superhero realm and uh, just seeing what you do, it just totally struck awe. And we were totally so excited to learn more and get the chance and opportunity to actually speak with you about what you do. So um, for those who don't know, would you be able to share a little bit about uh, what it is you do with Heart of a Hero and talk about kind of like your experience with um, the organization? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, to kind of package it up, you know, long story short, it essentially, you know, I travel the, the entire world and I visit children who are, uh, you know, they range from being terminally ill, battling life-threatening illness to special needs on the spectrum, um, even abused children, uh, homeless children, foster children, just children in need, basically. Um, so I visit them to, uh, and I take a therapeutic approach uh, rather than an entertainment-based one um, to enhance the quality of their lives. Uh, and so, you know, Spider-Man walking into the room is already such a big deal uh, just off the bat, you know, walking into a room as Spider-Man. But to also follow that up with just, you know, over the last seven years I've been doing this, we've really honed in on our ability to connect with children and further relationships even outside of like those five minute visits or hour visits, whatever the case may be. And it's actually been shown to better the outcomes of children uh, even the ones who are battling like, you know, life threatening, even terminal children. Um, a lot of people hear that word and, and think like, oh, well, it's it's over. It's done. Um, and to, that's not you know, that doesn't mean that those kids shouldn't enjoy what time they do have, you know. Um, and so essentially, that's what we do. We travel the world. Um, it's I started as just me and um, a small group of volunteers. And in the recent years, you know, I've gotten married and it's really cool because my wife wanted to join me. She dresses as Spider-Gwen. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, I, did not, I did not require that in a person before I got married. So, you know, it was really cool that um, she just showed a lot of interest and, you know, really wanted to do it. So after like she went through this like training and kind of like being subject to what we would be, um, you know, seeing and stuff like that. Cause it's a hard job to do. And, um, but yeah, she, she jumped on board. And so now it's us and we, we do it together and we bring toys to kids. And like I said, take a therapeutic approach. And, um, but outside of that, outside of the visits, we also want to create awareness for what each individual like uh, child is going through. And so we use our platform to share their stories almost in like a, in a, like as if like I'm a journalist, I guess. And so we, we attach their story to like a very moving um, picture. And that's how we kind of catch everyone's attention on social media. But then we usually post more times, nine times out of 10, we're posting other people's GoFundMe rather than our own fundraising based link. And that's, probably the most powerful thing we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars, like so, so much money for individual families of money that doesn't even go through us or our organization directly to the families. Um, and we can get into a little a little more, you know, why that's important later, I'm sure. But, um, that's basically what we do. And, 
you know, it's a really great thing to do. It's fun. And at times, at, at times it can be extremely difficult. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, uh, you brought up the point, which I wanted to talk about for sure was like your social media approach, because, you know, sometimes you see people do uh, similar acts within like children's hospitals and so forth. And you see just a couple photos or some slideshows and uh, nothing really like a true story behind it. So I think one thing that stood about uh, stood out so much uh, when I first came across like Heart of a Hero was the fact that you truly are writing not just a little bit of a couple sentences or paragraph. It's like a full on mm-hmm. like article almost about each individual child. And I find that so incredibly moving. I mean, yeah. Just even kind of like, I, I, I cry over everything. Like I'll watch a yeah. Pixar movie and I'm like bawling my eyes out. And I'm almost 20. I mean, I am 27. Yeah. Um, but it's like, even when I'm just scrolling through and even when I was working on like looking through your website a little bit more and watching more of like your story kind of unfold. I mean, I just can't help but admit like I'm so moved by what you do. And I think just if I'm just an outsider, I can't imagine what that means to the actual parents of the children that you like meet in service. And so um, I was going to ask, what has it been like with the actual parents or like the families uh, for those who have them? Um, what has their kind of response been to when they see you come in as Spider-Man or uh, Gwenpool or excuse me, like Spider-Gwen actually come in and meet their child? Yeah, it's I, when you ask that question, like uh, being so sincere and genuine, I got goosebumps mm-hmm. all over my body because <laughs> seriously, like, um, you know, there's levels to our visits. Like, of course, you uh, 99% of kids are just like filled with joy when we walk in the room, uh, in each room. And there's that small, like less than 1% that are first kind of scared, you know? Um, but usually they open up, but when it comes to parents, that's the toughest. Um, those are the, the toughest walls to break down because you have to understand the, room that we're walking into, usually a parent just either just found out that their child is battling something, you know, life-threatening or lifelong being chronic, um, or they're in the middle of their battle. So they're exhausted. Uh, they, the family dynamic has changed. You have one parent going to work all the time, picking up more hours because the other parent has to be with the child. 24 seven, take them to the appointments, be there for support, for food, for everything. Especially if you have like uh multi, like more children, you know, more than one child. And so it, it's just, it, you know, you either come across the, they're in the middle of their journey or they're, you know, unfortunately at the end. And so it, it's, it's very difficult um, with the parents to break down that wall Um, But I will say this, 100% of the time, the parents are so thankful. And when I, when I first started my journey as Spider-Man, even before I had, you know, the idea to create a foundation to, to do all this and house everything that no one knew who I was. No one, it was just Spider-Man was just coming. No one knew the depth of it. It's kind of like people have dressed up before. It's not something new. I didn't invent this idea of dressing as a hero and going into the hospital. Right. But what I did do is sort of reinvent the wheel in the way that, um, I, they didn't know the depth until I showed them the depth. And, And you do that with sincerity, with being genuine, with, asking the right questions and kind of like being hyper aware of your surroundings. And I'm not talking about just what's going on in the room as far as like physical things, but body language, uh, tone of voice, being able to read all of that and 
like it's just the science of visiting children and their parents and breaking down all the information. And so after a while, it's crazy because what really like shot this journey of mine through the roof and with Heart of a Hero and what made it really special is that the parents started requesting uh, Heart of a Hero, but more specifically me as Spider-Man. And there have been times in our journey where uh, a parent has requested, you know, the child life specialist who oversees like all the children's care the things the child life specialists in the hospital, for those of you out there who don't know, they're the ones responsible in the uh, the pediatric ward for bringing like the, the quality of life events to the children. Oh, OK. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyone out there who's trying to do what I do, the who you want to contact is a child life specialist. So that's that's good information. And um, but they're the ones that are you know responsible for that. And I've gotten calls from, uh, you know, saying, hey, like, you know, can you come visit this day, this day, this day, or, you know, and I'm like, uh, you know what, we're booked that day. Can we do a different day? And they're like, no, cause this particular family is going to be gone on this day. And I'm like, but I, you know, I can get a, someone else to dress up as Spider-Man. We have done that in that area. I can get them to go there. I can't be in two places at once, but we could do that. And I'll get a call back like an hour later. And this happens hundred percent of the time, which I think it's, it's funny and it's, and, and I take it as a compliment, but it also puts a lot of pressure on me, but the parent or families will say, no, I don't want like a Spider-Man. I want the Spider-Man. Wow. And, it, and they're, they're not saying like, oh, I'm the only Spider-Man. They're saying, I want the Spider-Man that's been doing this work. Um, and so that's that, like I said, it's a lot of pressure, but it's, it's, um, a compliment. And so, you know, it's just so beautiful, man, to like have the parents. I, I've I've literally held parents in my arms as they've cried either at, you know, on one end of the spectrum, tears of joy or tears of sadness and, and being broken and not knowing where they're going to go next in life. And, and here I am just, I'm standing there in this super serious moment as Spider-Man and no, not a soul in the building as I walk through in those moments, especially is taking me as some kind of like novelty or like some type of like, you know, character that you would see at like, let's say Disneyland, you know, no one takes those characters like seriously, I should say. Um, But, but it's different. And that's, and that's what we've built with heart of a hero and like what those social media posts have has created. Um, and so we're really proud of that. And that's something that I want to keep intact as heart of a hero grows and evolves. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine how much pressure, like you said, that puts on you, but at the same time, that speaks volumes about, about the work and the, the trust you built across like other people who actually know you and want you. So, I mean, that's a true honor within itself, which I think is actually a good point to bring up is, uh, kind of backtracked a little bit here. I just got so excited. I didn't even... Uh, remember to ask yeah. you the first question was like, I saw you had this really interesting story about how this whole idea of Heart of a Hero came into place through a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that because it's it's such a unique story, uh, how this actually came up the idea to you. Yeah, so, you know, not to give too much backstory, I was, I was, uh, I used to do, uh, I was a songwriter. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, so I was a musician, songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, mostly in the hip hop like community. I did nice, that for nice. yeah, I did that for many, many years. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what's interesting about this that is like just to put this in there, my my stage name for 
more than half my life because uh, because music was like my entire life uh, was Venom. So my, my stage name was Venom. I'm not even joking you. Wow. I have the tattoo on the I have a tattoo on the back of yeah. my head that says Venom. And this was, nice. you know, and so anyway, I kind of like I liked Venom, you know, growing up and, and reading the comic books. I always loved when when Spider-Man fought Venom. But anyways, because um, he was such a formidable opponent, man. Like so. And so anyway, I, you know, I was at a hard time in life. I, I, I gave up the music industry, not because I wasn't successful, but because morally I couldn't stand next to the people that were, that I would have to stand next to in that industry. And uh, I left LA and I ended up moving to Philly and for, for love, but that failed. Ended up moving back to California, to my hometown group of friends of mine were like, Hey, you can sleep on our couch. You'll get back on your feet. We know you're, you have the drive and you'll get back on your feet in no time. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life at that time. And so I was really into fitness and, uh, you know, coincidentally enough and, you, you know, to be Spider-Man, it's like, yeah, you need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and so, um, so I basically, you know, started training people at, you know, small gyms here and there, just private clients and building my clientele. And I thought like, that's what I was going to be doing. I got a job at a boot camp, started making more money and, and, you know, still sleeping on my friend's couch, I went to sleep one night and I had a dream that my grandmother, who, uh, you know, passed away just a few months before that, came to me. Uh, she put her arm around me, walked me over to this movie projector, turned it on and this movie shot in the sky of Spider-Man <laughs> visiting kids in the hospital. And this room, you know, dreams are like, sometimes they don't make sense or they're really like over exaggerations of like, visuals you know and so this was like a gigantic room of like thousands and thousands of kids in these beds and they were all hooked up to these tubes and everything and spider-man was just like swinging around and dropping presents off and it made no sense of how like more presents were showing up in his arms you know but <laughs> he's just dropping them down and then every now and then he'd drop down and have a moment with the child they'd smile i couldn't hear what he was saying or anything but I just remember looking at my uh, grandmother in the dream and just, you know, one thing that was really clear was, you know, I asked the question, what does that have to do with me? And she said, that is you. And when you wake up, that's what you're that's what you're going to do. And so I like woke up and I had like, you know, I mean, I didn't have a lot of money to my to my name at the time. And uh, I woke up and my friends were at work. And so I looked out the window thinking, wow, it was a crazy dream as I'm like drinking my first sip of coffee in the morning. And I look out and the only thing I had to my name at that time worth any kind of like monetary value was this car that I had paid off, which was that came from my music, you know, career. And so it was totally mine, paid it off and everything. It was a Chrysler 300 dub edition. It was a really nice car. And so I just looked at the car and the first thought that popped into my head was you're going to sell it. And I was just like kind of wrestling with my own thoughts at that moment. But yeah, that's it all spawned from that dream. And and uh, later that night, I asked my friends when they came home if, the, if it was a crazy idea to to sell the car to fund the first suit. Because prior to this, I never had any experience with cosplay or anything. I had no interest, no interest in it at all. And so I didn't know how much a suit cost. So I ended up hitting up a person. This was in uh, this was in 2014. So, you know. I don't know if RPC studio was out then like, you know, creating suits at that time, which is, I don't know if you know, but it's a, it's a, they create suits and everything. So 
I don't, I didn't know if that at that time, if they were like doing business or whatever, but I contacted a person, he quoted me a very high price for a suit. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, get yeah. It was like, you know, 1300, 1400 for, for like movie quality suit, right. Tailored to my body and everything. And so he didn't have like a whole company. He just kind of did suits in here and there, but I saw his work and it was amazing. So yeah, man, I sold the car like probably two days after that. And, um, and it was never to build like a, a foundation. It was just to get a suit, do a couple visits. So I sold the car, got him working on the suit. It took like a couple months to get back to me. I bought a Honda Civic, like this little car and uh, a couple of toys and just had the intent. And, you know, to, I just wanted to, I was trying to visit um, special needs children because my, my goddaughter at the time dan- was in dance class where they, um, they worked with special needs kids to like help them socialize by with dance. Oh wow. Yeah. And so I knew a lot of those kids like personally already. And so I, I love those kids. And so even before like any of my charitable like type of work started and so I thought that, that'd be cool. And their dance instructor said, yeah, if you get the suit, come on down. Let's see what they, how they react. You know, let's see how you are. Let's see how you are with kids. And so that, that's basically how it started. And you know, it's, it's crazy. That's where it started, but that's, that's where it began. Yeah, that's a that's a wild story. I just I had to have you showcase that because I was just so intrigued when I like saw the vision and the dream thing. Because you know, sometimes people have like a similar experience, like it came to me in a dream, but not everyone actually chooses to fully act on it or like interpret it the way it, sh- it needs to be. And so it's really, uh, I think, also inspiring to you know being able to shift gears and still be able to take that one night of just sleeping, and then all the next thing you know, it changes your life. And yeah. not only does it change yours, but look at all the different families and children and those who've actually helped and impacted as well from that single moment. So it's so inspiring to hear about that, which uh, I want to know a little bit more about. Why did you choose Heart of a Hero as your organization name? Um, to be honest, when we so it, it was probably about five months into dressing up, it kind of like took off so quickly that like, you know, these connections that I was making with children started like on day one. And so then the parents were like, you know, uh, hitting up my goddaughter's mom saying, Hey, like, you know, you know, so-and-so like he usually is afraid of, you know, he or she's usually afraid of people wearing masks and that, you know, when it comes to kids on the spectrum, that's usually something that's like, it's hard to, to, to get that out and to like work through that. It's very hard. Sometimes it's impossible. It feels like, um, and so I don't know what it was about my, you know, body language, just how I am around children, but I learned really quickly that it was my gift. And, and, and so when we started, you know, getting calls and getting emails, the first email that I had, it wasn't even a heart of a hero. It was like, it was Spidey for kids. You know, that was, that was like, I didn't know what to call it. And then, um, I had came out with a business card, but I didn't want anyone to know my name. So there was like, or my identity. So like there was about two, you know, outside of that little dance class, when we started doing visits, I put, you know, I had other people put up spidey for kids at yahoo.com. If you want a Spider-Man visit to any children in need, just email this. And so that was it. And then I would show up to those of those places that I was invited to with a card that it was just black on one side and it had a red Spider-Man lo- logo spider on one side and then the email on the other side didn't say my name didn't have no phone number nothing wow yeah Yeah. and so at first i was like i'm not going to tell anyone who i am i don't want any notoriety from this this is something i just want to do and so that's how it started but then 
I mean, man, we got so flooded with emails. And then next thing you know, people were like, you know, how can we send you money? How can we send you money? And so people were tracking me down to send me money. And so I was like, or I would show up and I'd be like, no, I'm not taking any money. I'm not doing this for your money. And they would like literally hand me money, $100 bill, you know, 50, you know, 20, whatever, 10 bucks, whatever families had, they were just giving it to me. Uh, And, or, you know, and they were saying, this is to visit the next child. This is to visit the next one. So I was like, wow. Like, so I went home and uh, my goddaughter's mom, you know, I was like, you know, should we build a nonprofit? I don't know nothing about this. So we literally drove to Barnes and Noble and got all the, you know, nonprofit for dummies uh, (laughs) books. And I hate school, man. Like, I got to say that I I never like school. I don't like it. And so um, I don't like that structured, like, you know, forcing me this way to learn. I, I don't like that. And so I was not really like, you know, keen to like reading this book and, but I did and I read all of it and it, it is just, it is just hardcore. So we had to come up with a name. And so, um, really strangely, I, I tried to first come up with a logo cause I thought, cause I'm a visual learner. And so I was like, let me, and I do a lot of Photoshop so I could do, I'm very good at Photoshop. And so I was like, Hmm, how can I, you know, let me see. And I sat there for like three hours and I tried a few things and nothing was, you know, and the only thing I kept going back to was a heart. And so I was like, man, what do I do? So I'm going to show you this tattoo. I know the viewers can't see, but I'm going to show you. (laughs) So you see this little tattoo I have on my wrist. It's a Roman, it's a Roman numeral three, right? Uh But if you, so if you, now, you know, our logo, the HH is so together, Mm -hmm. it it could look like three pillars, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm the third. I'm the third uh, Ricardo. Oh. Yeah. So my real name yeah. is Ricardo. Okay. And so I'm the third Ricardo in my family. And so mm-hmm. I looked down at this tattoo as I was just stumped for like three hours. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, you know, that looks like it could be two H's put together. What would HH stand for? So I started, we started going through the, you know, what would it be? And then I said, heart of a hero. At first it started like heart of the hero. And then we're like, no, heart of a hero, because we wanted we wanted to get across that heart. A hero could be anyone, right? And you can have the heart of one, if, if, no matter who you are. And so, yeah, and we we kind of play with that. And then that's pretty much how how it came. And then I once we were sure, we created the page on Facebook, and then we really started it. And so we we had to kind of like ditch the Spidey for Kids thing. But for like but for like a whole year, people were still still emailing. <laughs> people still email it to this day. And wow. you know, it's been seven years. And I just got an email not that long ago, and I'm like, hey, like, how'd you get this email? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like That's crazy. Funny. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And now now that you actually shared that like the with the Roman numerals and everything, now I like I can't unsee it. That's yeah. really creative. I, I always love that um, being able to, you know, find the little deeper meanings and like sometimes the simplest of things, right, for a logo. So yeah, that's, and, that's that's awesome. And another thing I should add too is for anyone out there that's like, you know, with especially with the Spider Man, the Marvel. Uh, one question we get a lot is like, how do you do the work? And Disney doesn't shut you down, or Sony, or whatever. The thing is, is that when I created the logo, I okay, so it's I I know all about marketing. So our logo is very clean. It's, it's just simple, right? If you don't, if you knew, like if you saw the logo with the words once and then the next time saw the logo by itself, you wouldn't need the words around it to know what it is. And so Spider-Man is red and blue. That's the color of our logo as well. But we, we haven't used any, um, Spider-Man, like, uh, there's no webs in there. There's no like 
uh, a silhouette of Spider-Man of any kind, no eyes, no features of Spider-Man himself, you know? Um, and so, but it, it's just like, when we did that, it was like very well thought out. I have like a team of people who are my friends, you know, we said, Hey, like, let's, you know, let's be smart about this. And we kind of like went after, we, we took after like simple things like McDonald's or Starbucks or, you know what I mean? And so it's like branding and it's so important. And none of what I do, none of what I do is a business, like when I'm visiting kids or why I do it, but you know, in order to be successful, you know, and it, you have to create a brand name that sticks in people's minds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really memorable name too, especially with branding and everything. Cause I work in marketing. So uh, a lot of the things oh. you hit are just like those, like bing, 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 like, you know, like you're winning. Those are the exact things you need to work for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like, uh, once again, even the colors, I don't know why that's even like, like stand out to me right away with the red and blue, but not yeah. like, Oh, duh. Um, but no, that's awesome. I absolutely love it. And you're totally right with it being able to still be recognizable and memorable and identifiable, even without it screaming like Marvel or Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. So, uh, I want to learn a little bit more about, you did share the Spider-Man with the dream and everything, but, um, with the suits itself. So how many suits do you actually own that are Spider-Man? Uh, let's see. Oh shoot. So obviously, uh, when I buy suits and then, uh, pre COVID, we were so busy that I'd have to replace suits. You have to replace oh, yeah. them after, you know, cause I try to stitch them up and, and anyone who does cosplay, you know, knows that like the wear and tear, you know, uh, it can, it can, you know, it can beat down a suit. So for me, for me, it's even tougher because when we're going into hospitals, I have to disinfect the suit every single time I come back home, uh, even before, even before COVID. So, um, so I usually have to like wash it by hand every, after every single visit. And so it starts to like kind of degrade the suit, especially if you have puffy paint and all that kind of stuff and 3d type of things on your suit. But I probably have, I want to say, Oh man, I want to say probably like 12 to 15, 12 to 15. And, and, and some of them are duplicates. Uh, but some of them are like, you know, let's, let's just be honest. She have, I have the Ramy suit. I have, I have two of those and I have like one of my favorite suits of all time is the, uh, amazing Spider-Man two. That's, mm, mo- that's yeah, one of my favorite. One. Cause it's just classic. It's a classic, uh, Spider-Man look, I think. Um, I have the civil war Spidey. Uh, I have the home, the, the homecoming, uh, I have all I have all those suits and those were those were actually a challenge because like in those you'll see like he has a uh, in the movies he has like the, the uh, stripe kind of thing yeah it's like a rubber like a urethane mm, and yeah. so they don't even make that and I actually got urethane that was meant for another Spidey suit and made it work by cutting and stitching so like I'm a I'm an arts and crafter too so yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> good know? to be yeah. Yeah. So I would say about, I would say about 12 to 15, my wife, um, you know, she's spider Gwen. And so there's a few different variations of spider Gwen, but right now there's not much like as far as variation. So she has like, she has three different suits and that's just because of wear and tear, you know, it's the same style, but, but yeah, that we have quite a few suits and I've actually like, you know, sold a few face masks and uh, excuse me, face shells, with the magnetic lenses we've resold those when we're done using them and stuff like that when we're trying oh, to get cool. a, get another one so yeah that's awesome i uh so i actually a few years ago i loved the ps4 spider-man iteration oh, i love the suit and everything which i know the white don't spider? you have one 
Yeah. Yeah. The that's, upgraded suit is yeah. amazing. Yeah. I actually had that. Here's what's crazy about that. Uh-huh. So I saw, I saw that being, uh, I saw an image of that like two years, maybe even three prior to like the game even coming out. And so I hit up my guy, uh, not RPC, but another private person. I said, Hey, like if I, can we design this? Like, can we take this off this picture and just like kind of rip it and you do your thing and design it? He said, yeah, let me do it. And so he, man, he got me back uh, a suit within like maybe three months after that. And I was walking in the hospital with that suit about two and a half, you know, roughly two and a half years before the game came out. And so when the game did come out and the kids that knew me for all that time, you know, were like, he must be the real Spider-Man because, wow, you know, I no one else had, like, there was no other way to see that suit besides meeting him. Yeah. And so, and I was telling kids for years, this suit will be in a PlayStation game. Just wait. <laughs> and so it was really cool, man, when I saw it come to fruition and, and just, you know, for anybody who's wondering, my wife and I played the hell out of that game. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, it's an incredible game. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny story. I mean, like, so I got that suit. I've only worn it twice. And it was my first time ever having a costume in general. But I mean, just the feel of being able for the first time having kids come up to me and want to take photos. And then me trying to struggle in the bathroom, pulling my zipper back up my back. Oh, yeah. And like all the fun <laughs> stuff you got to worry about the suit. But I mean, yeah. uh, unfortunately, now I don't even fit in it anymore. Uh, but it's, it's yeah, I, I, that, that, that's hilarious that you were able to work that fast to get that suit out there. So it sounds like you probably were one of the first cosplayers to actually get, like, get that suit and live action working too. So that that's awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to take the claim of the first, you know, the first, but I will say that I never, I didn't see anyone on Instagram or Facebook with it at that time. Um, and so it, it was just really cool to have it, but I think I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, that game got pushed back on its release date. I think. And so that kind of complicated things when I was telling kids, you know, like this, <laughs> this PS4 game is going to come out with this suit and you'll see, you know, and I think it got pushed back a little bit and it kind of made it harder. But yeah, man, the game's amazing. I love the game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's funny. Um, awesome. So do you ever uh, dress up as any other characters other than Spidey or has it always been Spider-Man for this? Yeah, it's always been Spider-Man. I, I've thought about um, I've thought about doing a, you know, something similar like Deadpool. Um, even recently, I've thought about doing a Batman type of thing, but but well, because I'm getting older, it's like harder to honestly, I'm 38 years old. So it's like hard to to crouch and, and, and do all this like, you know, and all that now. But um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm ever going to address as anything else. I think I think for me, you know, and, and listen, and I know we've been referring to the cosplay and cosplayers and and I don't mean no disrespect to anyone out there. But I never intended this to be a cosplay type thing. I've never referred to myself as a cosplayer, really, because I don't go to conventions. I don't do any like entertainment based stuff. And I'm not saying that to to down anyone who does. I'm really not like if that's your escape from reality, then I love it, you know, like. um, And so and I highly encourage that, honestly. But um, I I don't refer to myself or think of myself as a cosplayer. You know, I kind of just only don the suit to visit children in need. That's it. And I don't do birthday parties or anything like that. And so, um, so for me to kind of like, for me, it's like building a, 
at a certain point in this journey, it became about like building this legacy and kind of keeping what's special about it. And, you know, one day, you know, unfortunately we all have to pass away and I don't mean to get dark, but, and I've seen a lot of, of death in this journey. And so it's kind of like, has me in the realm of thinking about this, you know? And so, you know, creating a legacy, what I mean by that is like one day I'm going to pass away. And when I, I just want the message that I sent with my life uh, to be very clear. And I don't want there to be, I, I think it's more powerful. Um, you know, if I'm like, <laughs> and it's going to sound really crazy, but if I'm like looking at life from already being past hindsight from the future, yeah. <laughs> then I know that it would just be more powerful and more um, just beautiful if it was just the message and everything and the work and all of that. And, and, and the more the focus can actually go on the children if I just keep it Spider-Man and uh, not switch up these suits and, and, and do all these crazy things, you know, and, and I can always contract people out. And that's, you know, that's, that's actually something we're trying to get into now, you know, as far as other characters. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point to make it, keep it what's unique and special about it or else you kind of lose like the significance behind it. If you're always doing almost everything just in the suit, like just going, showing up at the newest, latest in and out burger, Grand opening, they just yeah. Spider Man, right? Right, yeah, and that's totally, yeah, and that's the point. yeah, and that's the thing. It's like people always ask, like you know, and I always get tagged. I always get tagged, and the in the the guy who's like you know the dancing Spider Man. I'm sure you know, yeah, you know who, who that guy is, and, and he's got like you know he's got like a bazillion followers, you know, way way more than me. And so people always ask, you know, they tag me in that kind of stuff, and they say, how come you don't do this, or maybe you should do a dancing video, and I'm like. But that's that's just me being like somebody else, you know, and 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 I'm not down in the dancing Spider-Man or or any of that, you know, it's just like but we all have our own lane and this one's mine, you know, and um, um, as far as like for me and, you know, and, and I don't want to be anybody other than myself. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm just going to stay right where I'm at. And and really it's for the kids. I honestly like if it, after seven years of doing this work. If it wasn't about the kids, there's no way I would have pushed through the the side effects of all this that I've seen and done, you know, in the last seven years. There's no way. Because if it was for me, I would have tapped out a long time ago. Yeah, it's it's a lot to take on. And that's why I definitely wanted to ask a little bit, too. Um, I mean, especially where we're still at with, like, the current pandemic and where we are, at, like, in 2021. But uh, especially, especially during... 2020 and when the pandemic really struck and everything was having and changed so drastically how did that uh reflect within like what you were doing is uh within the organization with how are you able to still uh maybe even virtually or what was it like having to no longer being able to be face to face with these children especially during that year yeah so i mean you know i thought leading up to the pandemic we started in 2014 so from 2014 on I was seeing like uh, an insane amount of children like a year. And so prior, 2020 hit, we were, I was at about like, you know, I want to say a little under 15,000 kids that we have seen and everything just stopped, you know? And up to that point, I thought that like the hardest years were because of doing the job, you know, and everything. But once, once 2020 hit uh, and everything stopped and we were standing in the hospital, we were standing in the hospital when it basically happened uh, in Sacramento, uh, California. And so 
you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Next thing you know, it was supposed to be two weeks and then it kept going longer and longer and longer. And I found myself, you know, uh, I was, I had already been diagnosed with like, uh, several like different, like mental illnesses, you know, uh, because of the work that I was doing, like maybe three and a half, three years before that. So when we just stopped, first of all, first and foremost, it took a, it, it took a heavy like toll on me. Uh, because like doing your purpose is like very important to keep you like motivated, to keep you going and hopeful and all of that. And so I never really knew how much, uh, like I knew how much joy, like a child's smile brought me, but, but I didn't know, um, I didn't know how much it affected my mental health to, to just like kind of be privileged enough to like be the person that gets to see those smiles all the time and in person and to have that reaction from, from something that you're really passionate about doing. But, um, it stopped for us and we had to transition into doing virtual videos. And, um, and to be honest with you, since I want to say March of 2020, I think we still to this day have not done, done an in-person visit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's because, and people have asked us and we're, we're in a really, as a nonprofit who's funded by the people, we're in a very weird place right now because of the political atmosphere surrounding the coronavirus. And, uh, we don't have to get into that, but, um, it does affect like, you know, let me just say this 50% of people would that follow us and support us would congratulate us and be happy if we went out tomorrow and suited up for the first child in person in the, in the last year and a half, right? They'd be happy and congratulate that. And then 50% would not and would say, wow, you know, you're putting a child at risk, especially because of the Delta variant, it's affecting more children. You know, you're, you're putting a child at risk by, because your own selfish wants to visit a child, right? And so, it's a very weird place to be right now. And um, it, it sucks because we're still here. We're still waiting. I, I just uh, messaged a hospital uh, yesterday and just to kind of touch base. And they kind of hit me back with, nope, still not happening. We'll talk, you know, hit us in another month or two, you know, like, it's like, man, we're still, you know, and we follow medically what the, what we follow, what the medical community is doing because the last thing we want is to lose potentially like a large portion of our donors that will close our doors. And, you know, and that's not something I want to risk. And so in the, the, the entire time that we, that the coronavirus has been going on, we've been doing video chats. We've been sending care packages to kids. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So we'll send like full care, care packages to kids, like crazy, like toys that are, you know, 200, $300 boxes. Like, and so we'll do that. Um, we've also done, um, so we started this, uh, program called, uh, the dreamer program. And so this was spawned because of, because of the pandemic. And so what I'll do is once things started opening back up, there's kids who are children in need that could mean children who are experiencing like extreme levels of poverty, right. And families and in these urban areas, uh, especially. And so they're finally getting back to going to do sports and stuff like that, but their families can't afford to put their kids in sports right now because they lost their job or they can't pay their rent or whatever because of the pandemic. So what we did was we started finding these kids and we started paying for a whole, like a whole season of little league or a whole year of like, I just, we just paid for this, uh, this kid to, 
to box for a whole year, competitive boxing. He's eight years old. Yeah. And (laughs) he's going to do it for a whole year without his parents having to pay at all. That's incredible. Yeah. So we, we figured out like, you know, how to do it. And the most, the most difficult part, uh, is when we first transitioned to, to video chats and all that, there was a handful of kids that I was there for who were uh, battling life-threatening things and, and some of them are terminal, but it's very hard. It's very hard to be there for two and three years in these kids' lives and, and they want you there so bad and we couldn't. And there's been, there's been several times during this time off that I've had to literally say goodbye to kids on video chat and, and they're never, I'll never see them again. And, um, that hurts. That hurts a lot. And, you know, I wanted so bad to be there and all of that. And so that's probably one of the hardest things, uh, mentally right now. And I'm, and I'm really poised to, to get back in there. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's just, it's been hard because, you know, a year and a half break dealing with mental illness and depression and all that. And there's times where I question if I'm even like, is this even for me anymore? Mm-hmm. Is is it, can I still do it? Will I still have what it takes when I get back in there? Right. Yeah. You know, so it, it's a battle. It's an everyday, uh, it's an everyday journey, man. Like it's, it's, it's an everyday struggle. And, and, but I'm, oh man, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting back in there, to be honest with you. And, um, that's, that's where I'm most alive in, and where the kids like, oh my gosh, the stories, the communities that came together. I look back at the pictures, my own pictures of the last seven years. And I'm just like, I can't even believe it's me, to be honest, in those pictures. Like, it's kind of like I'm looking at it from a third person, you know, like, wow, I did all that. I, I could do it again. I could do it again. And so that it's, it's been difficult. The pandemic has changed everything. I mean, we only moved, we only moved to Vegas because of the pandemic. And now, we might be moving to, you know, we, uh, you know, this is the first time I'm saying this, but, and my wife's going to kill me, but we, we might be going to the Pacific Northwest because of opportunities there uh, for Heart of a Hero potentially. And that I'm talking about like the Seattle area. So it's crazy, man. Our lives are crazy right now, like everyone else's. And we're just, we're a nonprofit who's, who has survived this pandemic so far. Yeah. And just like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, and, and just to let people know too, like I, I, my wife and I go out and DoorDash. We go do whatever we do, how to make extra money to put back into this organization. Um, so there's a lot going on. Yeah, that's. That, I mean, that's. Thank you so much for sharing that too, because I mean, not a lot of people just think like um, what truly goes into not only the people who you know this was servicing all the children and the families, but what does it mean to those like yourself who actually can't do what you've been doing for so long and so many years. That of course takes a mental and emotional and sometimes even a physical impact on the person. Mm-hmm. So thank you for like opening up and sharing that too. I mean, it's just, uh, I like how you did bring it back into play where you're like looking at your past photos and your experience and reminiscing and thinking like, you know, I'm questioning my ability to do this again and put the suit and uh, everything back on. But of course mm-hmm. you did all this for so long and then you're like, I can do it again. And then you're like, yeah, I'm, I can do this. And it's just like, uh, I mean, going back into like the PS4 Spider-Man, just as a little reference, like that first trailer um, where you see Spider-Man being knocked down by the Sinister Six, all the villains and everything, but then it's dark and shrouded, but then a voice reawakens in him, and then he comes back up and he's fighting on an upward climb. And, you know, I, I remember seeing a comment that said, I think Spider-Man in this trailer just cured my depression. Like, it's incredible just to kind of think about that same thing. Sometimes in the darkest times, 
you're still brought back and rebounded to fully even become more enhanced, better and be greater. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. But I mean, um, yeah, it's just incredible that you still have that will and that drive to do it. And at the end of the day, it's truly about the kids, like you said. And I think that's great to show that you do have the true passion. You have the consistency that some people don't always have, just to be completely frank. And so it's always great. And especially I can imagine as a parent, uh, knowing that what they're going to be interfacing with, with you and your uh, organization is truly uh, fully transparent, but it's always genuine. And you know, it's going to make the biggest difference overall. So um, it's an absolutely beautiful story what you shared so far. So yeah, um, a couple of last questions I just want to share too is like, uh, you mentioned uh, that you have donations and higher collecting stuff. And I know your website has some areas to donate too. So for those who are uh, wanting to help out your cause further and also just help the organization during this tough time, uh, what can they do to support you uh, in any sort of uh, any sort of way? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the most obvious ways right now is uh, monetary donations. That's like, you know, monetary donations right now, they, you know, because of 2020 and the pandemic, we've we like literally downsized our toys because we used to have like the biggest inventory ever. And so we, we downsized all that by donating, 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 donating until right. now we're we're pretty much out of toys, but, um, but that's okay right now because if we have to move, we don't have to lug this around and all this stuff and we can just go buy things or Amazon, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so monetary donations right now are pivotal be because they, they keep our doors open basically. Uh, and so, but it's more flexible. I can, um, use that money to grant, to give, you know, hand out another grant to a child, a part of the dreamer program that I was speaking about. Um, which those can, you know, those scholarships can range from 500 to 1500. They're just different, whatever a year membership is and whatever they're doing. Um, and there's that, or, you know, uh, specific toys to kids. We're talking about sending care packages, like hundreds of care packages, you know, over the span of a couple months, 200 to $300 a box because toys mm -hmm. are expensive. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, monetary stuff is good um, because, like I said, it keeps our it keeps our doors open. It keeps it keeps things going, um, and so you know that's that's important. Also, it, awareness is like I think right now, um, you know, it, it's equal to like the monetary need, um, you know, especially to help us survive this pandemic because. The pandemic's still happening, you know. I think people were like thinking, "Oh, we're watching NFL games where like their stadiums filled with people," and we're kind of like, you know, but there's so many people still not at work, and and we're one of them. And so um, awareness is everything because there's like I don't even know why, but our following is going down, mm. and wow. we're not we're yeah like I personally lose about a hundred followers like every other month. And that's not even something I really like to admit, uh, but but I don't know why. I'm not going to take responsibility for what what's wrong with the world, but <laughs> but right. you know, um, but awareness is everything because like the more people that are in the you know in our followers or supporter group, the more people that are going to be subject to what these kids are going through. Or like I said, one of those links that the families want us to share for GoFundMe's, which which is like, oh my gosh, like the medical bills that these families have are just insane. 
Um, and so, you know, awareness is everything because once we get out of this pandemic and we're able to do these visits, it's my plan. I told my wife this, you know, once I get to go, I'm going to go, you know, and, and I, I told my wife, like, you know, she's a teacher, she's a substitute teacher as well. And so, you know, it's going to be me who's going to be out there all over again and traveling and doing all this and with my duffel bag with the Spider-Man suit in it. And so I want to be able at that time to have the awareness that's been there and a following that's there, as well as the money I need to go and fly and do whatever I got to do to get there and then give the gifts and and ongoing help too. There's times when we've paid rent for a family who was about to lose their house because they paid their child's medical bills, you know, and so to keep their treatment available. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, we do so much. Those are the two things I think that that are, you know, awareness and, you know, sharing the heart of a hero page or, you know, if you're inclined to share my page, which is a, a more personal, like, you know, kind of rendition of what we're doing on my page, I think. Um, but, yeah, sharing my page or the heart of a hero page or donating to our um, there's on our website, there's like a donor box. And that's the that's the link. And you can become and I always tell people this, too. I'm never a guy who wants to ask for donations. Like you'll never really see us that much say, Hey, we need donations. But when we do, I always say, look, there's 60,000 people here on this page right now or 70,000 or whatever. If everybody donated $1 like per month, like imagine the change that we could, the impact that we could have, you know what I mean? So, um, and, and that's, you know, and there's people that sign up for, reoccurring donations, $5 a month. And it helps like tremendously. And people don't think $5 a month is, you know, could change anything in a kid's life, but it really can, you know, yeah, so that's, that's beautiful. So for those who want to definitely help out uh, Ricky and his cause too, we're going to have the website as well as the socials and everything listed in the show notes for this episode. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and if you ever have questions, you could always reach out uh, to us as well as Ricky on any of the awesome socials. And I believe your email address is even in uh, like your Instagram bio and stuff like that, but we'll make sure we include it in the show notes for all those interested. So for sure. um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for speaking about your organization. So um, I definitely feel personally, I feel inspired. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. And I, this is why I've been looking forward uh, for a while now to have this conversation with you to talk more about kind of like the light when there's, you know, so much darkness going around in everyone's lives, regardless of what your situation is, mm-hmm. and still finding like that, like, even if it's a small bit of hope to kind of help out those, well, fully need it because that's all what's about is trying to be a team and everything. So right. uh, thanks so much for speaking about that. But what I would like to do, I definitely want to end this interview to, you know, kind of dive into uh, Nick Fury's special uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. files. And we're going to call out some questions here to talk a little about uh, Marvel and Spider-Man and kind of some, some fun things. So, okay. um, yeah. So I think this is an easy one, but I think I still had to ask it. Uh, Who is your favorite Marvel hero or character? My favorite, I you know, obviously it's Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know what's crazy is that <laughs> I just get sounds so crazy, but um, I think a second would be which is not that crazy. My second would be Black Panther, um, and that's because that's because I saw like what Black Panther's presence did in the hospital yeah. for kids for for uh, kids of color. I mean it it is like amazing, um, and it, it's sad that Chadwick you know passed away and stuff. But uh, I think this is what's going to surprise you is like, I, I really get like, I don't even know how to say it. Like I, I get invested with villains 
a lot. Yeah. And so yeah. Thanos, I, I think that <laughs> I think that Thanos is a is a good third for me because wow. <laughs> yeah, like dude, he was just uh yeah, he was the way he went about what he was saying was kind of you know, kind of out there, but like, I mean, talk about a, a man with a, a, a vision, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I like that he was such a form. Like, that's what I like. I, I like the, I don't like that he was evil or that he was trying to just like to destroy all, you know, half of mankind, but it's like, um, he was such a formidable opponent. And I, and I like, I respect that, uh, same as Venom, but yeah, I would say Spider-Man's my favorite, uh, Black Panther and then Thanos, those would probably be my top three. Yeah, that's a very interesting answer. I like the Thanos one. I mean, it's 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 pretty wild what they actually do with Thanos, especially with like the MCU, because I'm sure like in the comics too. I mean, it's literally he's trying to impress Lady Death and he's kind of whiny, but this is like they actually yeah. gave him like uh, a platform that's like it's not more like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but it's like actually he makes you think and it's it's yeah. like challenging you. So because, it's very interesting. Yeah, because he, he he you look at the world right now, right? And it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot of a lot of people are being bad to to other people and it's like we're all just kind of, you know, so many people being ugly to each other, but not to get too deep, but it's like when when he's talking about why he, you know, why and and the reasoning behind it, you can see what you could you can kind of relate. I don't you know, there's so many people who could probably relate to what he's saying. But we wouldn't go to those extremes at the same time, right? right so it's yeah. like that's where the disconnect happens. But um, I just love how this is – and this is another thing to touch on too, like why I respect it is because when you have an opponent like uh, Thanos that's so formidable, right, that calls that calls you to, to – get like hey i hey, listen i need i need some help and you get your <laughs> you get team together yeah uh, just unlikely help right team people that are teammates now that never would have been and so now you're working together and not only that but your 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 strength is being tested so now after you face him after thanos is gone everyone came back and the, and the five year thing you know we're through that it's like you you can now you have a sense of like wisdom you have a sense of like a gauge to your strength and it's actually probably a lot higher than you thought and you would have never known that without Thanos's presence um, and so I use that same kind of like uh, thought process with my mental illness and 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 all that too so it, it's needed you know yeah that's that's a really good outlook wow <laughs> really insightful thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean and also too like I've also been always like more interested in the villain too because like a hero can knock bad guys left and right all day and you know after a while it gets very boring but it really comes down to how well are you going to be tested like how far will you fall before you finally like overcome and rise right it's like yeah having that good villain really adds to a really good story so yeah that's awesome so on the counterpoint to that who would you say is maybe your least favorite character or hero oh man that's a tough one least favorite oh man this is tough because like i I feel like i'm about to call out somebody you know who's that's their their absolute favorite oh it's all Um, good i would probably have to say man that is tough i would probably you know this is gonna ruffle some feathers but Mm -hmm. until i i must just say the falcon uh because until the new his the new series came out I, I didn't really like, you know, he was just another character to me. It didn't really seem like I didn't really care too much about his story, his backstory or, you know, and all that. I mean, I, I do have more respect for for him now that I've seen the the that little mini series that came out with the Captain America and what they did with him. 
but yeah, I would probably say uh, the Falcon would probably be my least favorite. You know, that's a fair one. I get yeah. you. Yeah. It wasn't just, I don't feel like there was much on him as far as like, um, it wasn't character development. Yeah. It just like, and maybe there is like, but I just didn't, it wasn't in front of my face, you know, as far as like comics and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get roasted by, you uh, know, no, not at all. I think, I think you raised a valid point. It's like, until they actually had a series dedicated to like, uh, Sam being able to develop into now the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and everything. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah I respect that. That's a good one. I don't think anyone's going to be uh, angry tweeting or, you know, DMing us on Instagram saying, how yeah. could he? He's like, so. damn it. Yeah, especially now. But I will say that after that, like I said, after they did that series, yeah. I mean, I was watching that thing and we were like, you know, we were watching it. I mean, we were waiting for another episode to come out. Boom, we were yeah. knocking them out. And so we really liked it. We, we like what they did with the with Captain America and the Falcon and all that. So Yeah, it was a good series. Yeah. So uh, along that same line, so what is your favorite Marvel film? And when I say Marvel, it doesn't have to be MCU. So anything that has that Marvel brand uh next to it i mean honestly man my so uh my favorite of all time obviously is a spider-man one and it it has to be the amazing spider-man 2 with uh andrew Andrew garfield because uh i don't know it's i'm i'm sure that's not too many people's favorite but and i don't know if andrew garfield is necessarily like a lot of people's favorite but um that specific movie uh you know he he loses you know, he, he, um, his, you know, Gwen Stacy dies. Um, and, and I feel like even before, like that movie came out right before I, I became like started doing this. Oh yeah. 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 I mean like right before. And, um, so he loses, uh, Gwen Stacy and he, he, you know, he loses her and you kind of see like, he's more human. He even like quits being Spider-Man for, a period of time. And then what's really cool is at the end, I mean, it brings me to tears, man. You're talking about like tears, you know, when you're watching movies (laughs) like this movie, when I went through my hardest times, you know, visiting the kids and once kids started passing away in my journey, um, I watched that movie back because being inspired by it. And at the end where the rhino was like, just pretty much destroying the city and basically calling out Spider-Man. And he was like on his break or whatever. Uh, didn't know if he was coming back and the little kid because of because of him watching spider-man puts on the puts on this suit and 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 runs through the barricades and and basically stands up to to the rhino and i think that man that gives me goosebumps even talking about that right now and it's like you know because i like that movie because spider-man had to overcome something he 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 was more human you know, and I like that. I like that aspect of it a lot. And so, um, but yeah, the kid, the ending scene just gets me. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine like with what you do and everything that, I mean, that's a, that's a very deeper meaning and like significance on that. Yeah. Even with how short it is. That's a really big scene. I'm yeah. Nah. You know, I've been meaning to go watch, uh, amazing Spider-Man one and two again. And I'm in this, I am in the camp of I do like Amazing Spider-Man too, and I'm okay to say it. I'm not yeah. ashamed. Yeah, um. <laughs> I've, I've I've watched you know uh, people talk about their favorite Spider-Mans, and and yeah. I think the one of the most like I think <laughs> mentioned when it comes to dislike is the Spider-Man two and the Amazing Spider-Man two, and you know that's fine, but you know that's my favorite for some like personal reasons. You know, um, even the music. There's like one of the, the soundtrack's great. Yeah, so I've listened to the soundtrack too on the way to the hospital, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and all that. So it's like, 
you know, that, that movie's helped me uh, get back in a Spider-Man character. But I will say, um, or I should say Spider-Man, the fighting spirit of Spider-Man, you know, because um, he's what I love about Spider-Man. He's just a real dude. And um, he's so humble, you know, almost almost to a fault. You know, he, he doesn't give himself enough credit. And and I think a lot of us are the same, no matter what level you're on. Like even celebrities, I have friends who have millions and millions of followers um, and they doubt themselves. You know, you, you would never know that unless you knew them. So it's like, you know, Spider-Man kind of gives the the average Joe, which is nothing wrong with that, which is all of us, um, gives us an opportunity to be able to maybe see us ourselves in a superhero uh light and so i i really like that man and and that movie kind of just i don't know it does it for me you know yeah that's a good point i mean even like uh like spider verse is one of my uh favorite films of all time i was just blown away when i saw it the first time and but there's that touching scene with uh stanley in the shop and everything and where he hands him like the miles like the costume and everything it says but what if it doesn't fit he's like it always fits <laughs> like yeah it's like anyone can wear the mask so you know it's like yeah anyone can truly do it. So you bring up a very valuable. Point. That movie is like, so sick. Though. Yeah. That, oh that, oh my gosh. My wife was so hyped because yeah, she was already wearing the spider Gwen suit prior to that. And the yeah. kids, the kids didn't know what the heck was going on. They were like, Who, who's that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so she had already showed up like the, uh, the woman who, um, writes the Spider-Man comic books asked my wife specifically to come to a signing wow. in the Bay Area, and I was like, "What?" She's incredible. Even, yeah, she didn't even message me. You know, she went straight to my <laughs> wife. But that was so cool. Yeah. I was like, and I was there at the signing, uh, taking pictures of my wife, and, and I didn't even get invited to be Spider-Man. It was just her, <laughs> and so I got a chance to like view it from the outside. It was just amazing. But that soundtrack to that movie, oh, I, that's my workout like soundtrack. It's a um, really good soundtrack. Yeah, and I and I last thing I'll say about these movies is that any Spider-Man movie though, any Spider-Man movie, uh all the homecomings and all that, I've since they've I'll be in the theater and I'll be the main one just scream like, you know, I'm I'm so excited. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Oh, go yeah. get him, Spidey cuz I'm like, <laughs> I can see myself in in that, you know. It's like yeah. it's so awesome, man. It gets me pumped up and I can't wait for the for the new one to come out, you know? Yeah, no, I hope. Oh man. I think we're going to have to invite you on after the movies come out. We got to get your, uh, you know, expert Spidey opinion on what you thought of that movie. I think we're going to have to hit you back up in December for that, to have you back on for an episode. Yeah. Um, and, and I got to see what that, uh, that black and gold suit is looking like. I've already oh, been man. eyeballing that one. So, you know, I'm probably going to get that one made and hope that we can get back into a, back into doing what we're doing, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be that'd be really cool. I mean, not even that. There's even like a second suit too. I mean, that's it's gonna be a. It's like you're gonna have a field day with all the new opportunities you have for like new suits and everything. <laughs> gonna rack up more of that space. Yeah. Um. So I gotta ask too. This is a you know, age old question. Uh, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. Who do you think is the best Spider-Man so far? Oh man. Even though I, you know, Andrew Garfield's in one of my favorite. Movies, I would say Tom Holland probably. Think so? Yeah, because, and here's, <laughs> he's my favorite because he just closely embodies like the Peter Parker, the the mix between being this like high school kid and a superhero. I think he pulls it off like most like seamlessly and flawlessly, honestly. Like he's he's very good at that. And um, I mean, he's he's an amazing Spider-Man, seriously, no pun intended. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he really is. Um, but I will say this, the fact that the MCU 
continues to keep Spider-Man so young is making yeah. it is making it hard on someone like myself. <laughs> that's why when in the um into the Spider-Verse when they showed, you know, the Spider-Man that's eating pizza and like, you know, and all that. Yeah, Peter B. Parker. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, am I am I that guy right now? You know, like, am I him? <laughs> I think a lot of people are with you with that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, shoot, is that me? Am I turning into him, you know, faster than I thought? But it's like, I, I just, one day I want, like, don't, does anyone out there want to see what Spider-Man, and not in not in an animated sense, but like what Spider-Man's story would look like in his mid thirties, forty, you know, early forties. Yeah. I want to see really what it looks like. Yeah. No, I think with everything going on, I mean, like Spider-Man has always been a huge character, but I mean, it's just like you're seeing him break records left and right in all different ways. Mm-hmm. Not even always just being like MCU Spidey. So I maybe maybe your wish will finally grant it to, and at this point, I don't know. Yeah. Sony may be listening to this podcast and might be like writing down ideas. Maybe yeah. fingers crossed. <laughs> I have, a, so. I actually have an illustrator who was, uh, who was part of the illustration team or, you know, creating the images and visuals of, uh, into the spider verse who works for Sony. Wow. Yeah. We, we message all the time. And, um, yeah, so I, they, you know, I'm going to say some stuff to him actually, cause if he has any kind of, <laughs> hey, you know, it's worth a shot, right? Yeah, for sure. So that, uh, brings to kind of like in my next question here. So if you were to be cast in any Marvel film, what movie would you want to be cast in and what role would you want to be? Oh my gosh. I mean, how could you not be Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta ask. So wait, what was the question again? Yeah. So if you were in any Marvel film, mm-hmm. uh, what movie would it be? And then what role in that movie would you be? So you mentioned Spider-Man. So I'm assuming one of the Marvel films that features Spidey would be ideal for you. Well, you know what? I'm going to change. No, nah, I'm going to change what I was going to say because I kind of, I thought we had to stick to Spider-Man movies, but you know what? I, I'm Spider-Man already in my real life, right? So I'm going to have some fun here. And one thing I really would do is I would love to be, I would love to be Venom. Like Ooh, I saw it coming. Yeah. I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us have, you know, I'm just going to, we all have like that part of us that has that goodness in us, but we also like, you know, everybody has that. You put, you poke us too much. We can get irritated. You kind of like, you know, I love the part in the first, uh, I have not seen the, the second Venom movie, by the way. Okay. Um, but I have to, we have to watch that. But, uh, the first Venom movie, when the neighbor's being all loud and he gets <laughs> the air guitar, like the guitar. Dude, I love yeah. that. I love that. Cause I've had crappy neighbors in my life, you know? Yeah. Yep. And so he just goes over there as Venom and it's just, it cracks me up. That, that would totally be me. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but yeah, I, that would be so much fun to be Venom. I think, uh, you know, that inner monologue and just, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fun. Um, man, I, uh, you gotta let me know when you watch uh, let there be carnage. I'm curious what you think about the movie. So you, you already saw it. Yeah. I, uh, Louie and I, we actually, uh, went and saw it, um, opening weekend. So, okay. uh, I'm not going to say anything. Of course, yeah. I won't ruin anything for you, but I think you're, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, for so, sure. One of my last couple questions here, actually. So you did bring up tattoos, and I am a tattoo aficionado to myself, and I have plenty. Um, so do you actually have any Marvel or like Spider-Man related tattoos at all? Yeah, so I have uh, the Spider-Man, like the spider that's on his chest, the logo spider on the front of my thighs. There's, there's, I have one on each thigh, like, uh, yeah, facing out. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, and I have a Spider-Man uh, on my forearm. Um, and I'm trying to think, I think that's it as far as I have so many tattoos. I really yeah. have to think, <laughs> I um, know it gets to that point, right? Yeah. I'm just, uh, I have those and then I have venom 
uh, tattooed on the back of my head, but that was, like I said, for my um, past music career and everything. But uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think that's it. I just have those three. Nice, nice. So final question here, a little bit kind of broad and just kind of prediction here. If you had to predict, what do you think is going to happen in New Way Home? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So what I think is going to happen, what I theorize is going to happen, I think that uh, your favorite movie, Into the, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, I think that that concept is going to manifest a great deal in, in this, uh, in this new movie. Um, because we've already seen where he's like, you know, old villains are coming back. Um, and there's been hints at like, you know, uh, Toby, uh, coming in, making an appearance as the other Spider-Man. So it's like, you know, the first original Spider-Man. So I think that if those kind of like what we've been seeing, like leaked out there is, has any kind of like validity to it at all. I think that there's a strong possibility that we see an opportunity for the MCU to bring in some old favorites. Um, what I would really like, and what I'm going to say, what I would love to see, and it's kind of like, here we are with the second Venom movie out. Wouldn't it be, I mean, I'm waiting to see the Venom versus Spider-Man. Like, and that that would be my boldest prediction. Um, that Venom and Spider-Man, you know, meet you know, in this, in this realm and, and during our time, you know, in the, in this film. So I think that would be my boldest prediction, but I, I think it's totally plausible that they're going to, uh, you know, Electro and like, uh, the Goblin and just all the, all these characters are going to come slipping through some kind of like portal or some sort of like, you know, like into the spider verse, but in a real sense, I think that's, that's probably what's going to happen. What's going to happen to Spidey. I don't know. <laughs> you know you're more focused on that man yeah i just want like here's the thing i grew up just uh my favorite comic books of spider-man i had i just had i had hundreds and like hundreds of comic books when i was a kid majority of them were superman and spider-man based but my favorite ones were spider-man versus venom i mean just the way they were drawn in the comic books and how they kind of like intertwined with each other in midair to fight and all this stuff. And Spidey is like the crazy, like configuration of his body and his posture. And it just, it really spoke to me, you know, and I, I really just, I love that so much that I just want to see that in my life at some point on the big screen. Yeah. yeah I got to see that. And I hope it, I hope it comes to fruition, man. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you got some validity. Cause I mean, like I said, like Spider-Man and Ven- especially Venom, it took off, was so much popularity than I honestly thought it would uh, after that first movie with Tom Hardy. So, I mean, fans want it. So hopefully people are listening. So I think it's going to be, uh, I think we're definitely leading towards that path. And I got to say, are you a fan of Tom Hardy as Venom? Yeah, I do. I, I don't, I don't really see, I mean, shoot. I obviously I haven't seen the, I don't know how uh, Woody Harrelson is with the carnage, but you know, I, I don't really can't picture anybody else uh, as Venom and that's, that's a good thing. But at the same, uh, at the other end of the spectrum, it's like, could we picture anyone else as Spider-Man when Toby was doing it? Probably not, not in the moment, you know? Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. And so, you know, and Tom Holland's way younger. So it's not like we could have even seen that coming at all. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think he's doing a great job. You know, he's a great actor and, uh, mm. 
you know, I, I like how he struggles with the whole, you know, at first he was like struggling with Venom and it was like, just like basically making, making him th- his B word, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I like it. And uh, hopefully there's many more movies to come with the same uh, actors playing the characters, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, I think that's one thing that Spider-Man keeps going through is these reboots. I, I don't know of any other film in the hero universe, whether it's DC or Marvel that has that many reboots of the same character with different actors. Uh, yeah, maybe outside of Batman and maybe Superman, but I mean, still, I mean, it's pretty up there, yeah, especially Batman, with how quick it happened. Yeah, Batman's a major one that they keep just, you know, but, you know, it's just hard, man, especially in the hospital. It's like, you know, it's just, you got to play, which Spider-Man do you want me to be? You know what I mean? And and that's kind of like how it is. But, uh, but yeah, I... I I love where they're going with it. I, I really like what they did to capitalize on the pandemic and, and these shows that are on that you can stream. Um, I, I like all that too. And so it, it's been, it's been awesome. And I can't wait to just like jump back in there and do what I'm doing because uh, like it's, it's crazy because when these new movies come out, especially like the homecoming, the new one that's going to come out, people will find me because I'm uh, verified on mm-hmm. social media and then they'll yeah. go to heart of a hero and the movie coming out actually helps us. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of unfortunate that we're not able to go back in yet, but hopefully soon. Yeah. But still, I am definitely going to help bring that awareness too and give you like another opportunity to still be like, Hey, look at this. Um, so, I mean, that's her. I think that's a beautiful point to even end on uh, this conversation too. So um, Ricky, thank you so much for talking so much. Uh, you shared some incredible, very, very moving pieces and stories with us today with your experiences and everything and we even got to you know have some fun and talk a little bit about spider-man theories and talk about venom and i mean now i literally just want to go watch amazing spider-man too yeah even though it's october and i was promising to watch something spooky with my go girlfriend go watch it go watch it <laughs> I, I got it i got it um so thank you again so much uh do you have any other things you want to add or anything you want to close out with uh not really. I guess the only thing I'll leave you with is that, you know, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor yeah, of to, course. to have this platform of yours that you're building. And it's great. Um, but if anyone wants to help us, uh, the one-stop shop is a uh, heart of a hero.org. And that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah. So once again, we'll have everything in the show notes. So be sure to check out everything uh, pertaining to heart of a hero on the socials as well as website uh, in our show notes for this episode. And also we will be making a, uh, uh, a donation to your organization too on the behalf of the podcast thank uh, you for as saying as a thank you for you know being the first guest ever having a great time to talk to you but also just because what you're doing is incredible regardless of being a guest on the show i mean it's uh it, i mean like i said i was 10 minutes before this podcast started uh i actually was walking out to tell my girlfriend like i'm just looking at this website and i'm like trying not to tear up it's so hard because <laughs> yeah. of this it's just the content you have so um i mean just what you're doing, Ricky, is incredible. And thank you again so much for taking the time to speak with me tonight. And uh, yeah, anytime you want to be on the podcast, talk Spider-Man, anything at all, you're always more than welcome as our first guest. And uh, if you want to be a guest host ever again, you're more than welcome too. For sure. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. So there you have it. That was our first ever interview with the incredible, amazing Ricky Mena. So hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I had a blast. And like I said, uh, once again, I apologize for me not using the correct microphone. But next time uh, we have Ricky on the show, like I said, maybe after No Way Home and maybe even get his uh, guest uh, one minute review after he's seen Venom 2, Leather Be Carnage. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And please consider checking out Heart of a Hero on social media, their website, 
you can check out all that on our show notes for this episode below and so uh yeah consider giving a donation any support i'm sure ricky and everyone else will greatly appreciate it to continue on all the fantastic work we're doing so uh this is once again earth 894 and i hope you guys enjoy the episode share it tell us what you think and we'll uh, be back next week for something else so until then have a great weekend responsibility.